Hello and welcome back to episode two of season two of Keeping a PC. We are coming at from you to you live on the Discord server. I am joined by Cole and our now permanent third host, Liam Tompkins. Liam, would you like to uh, introduce yourself? So uh, yeah, my name is Liam. I go by LT. Got some good takes on sports. Uh, I can't wait to get started on Keeping a PC. It's going to be a great ride. Liam's been a friend of ours for a long time. We love debating sports with him. And uh, there's a lot of sports to get into. Not a lot of sports, different sports, but we got a lot of NFL to cover. So the divisional round has come and gone. We now have four teams left for championship weekend. But we're going to get into each game, break down our thoughts. Um, But we're going to start with the postmortem for the New York football giants um, who received quite, quite the ass whooping from the Philadelphia Eagles um, who move on to their, to the NFC championship game. Um, What was the final score again? 38 to seven, 38 to seven. This was to me, this game was over when the giants went for it on fourth on fourth and eight on their first drive. Yep. It just showed that Dable didn't really believe that his team could compete like um, defensively. They couldn't stop the Eagles. So he's like, we have to score on this first drive. Um, To me, that's what that said. And then it just kind of went off the rails. It was never really close. I mean, the Giants just didn't look like they belonged on the same field. But we have two Giants fans here, Cole and LT. So why don't we get their takes? Guys, what did you think of that wonderful game? You know, when you start a game off, especially on defense, when the offense gets the ball first and scores, and then you get the ball back and you can't score even a field goal, I just feel like most of the time, especially for the team like the Giants, because they were playing catch-up almost all year in all of their games, making good comebacks in the second half. But once you allow that first touchdown and you can't respond, especially if you go for it on fourth and eight, it gives the other team a feeling that they're in complete control of the game. And I think the Eagles took that and ran with it, obviously winning 38-7. to So. But yeah, the Giants really, after that first touchdown that they allowed, it seemed that they were just playing catch-up and they couldn't catch up. I mean, yeah. Let, let's just be honest. It was op- it was over from the uh, opening yep. kickoff. I mean, the, the Giants weren't the Giants were never in the game. I think I I don't remember who won the toss, but if the Giants won the toss and gave the ball to the Eagles, I don't like that move. I really don't. The, giving the Eagles the ball yeah. in Philadelphia. The game was first, over when they scored that touchdown. I, the, the game was over from the opening kickoff. The Giants were never in the game, not not for a second. And then even at the end of the game, they didn't even. <clears throat> I think the Eagles scored more in the second half than the Giants did. It was an embarrassing game. Um, it was an embarrassing game. Though pretty much the one scenario you didn't want to happen if you're the Giants. But I will say, it's not like... It's really not... Um, if we're being honest, it's like we weren't supposed to be there. Um, we, we were there and we lost, but it's like... The Eagles are probably the best roster in the league, if we're being just honest with ourselves. So it's like, it sucks we lost the way we did, but it's not the worst thing in the world. We're probably ahead of schedule as a team to be in no, the I, division around. I was just about to say, I mean, this was the first year of a rebuild. You're bringing a new coach. You have an unproven quarterback. You have a very talented running back who just hasn't been able to really stay on the field. I think it's, I think he really, that this team overachieved by a mile to, to make Massively. it to the, to the make it to the divisional round. I mean, the team just does not have 
a whole lot of talent. Um, so, I mean, these, these next couple years are very, very key to, I think, where the Giants franchise is going to go. Do they resign Jones? Do they bring back Saquon? Do they, I'll say um, this. you know, what kind of weapons, what kind of weapons do they add? I mean, I think Dable is the right choice for the coach. I mean, he's proven despite that questionable uh, decision in the very first drive. I don't even think that's questionable. Um, it's the Eagle. I think, it, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's punting them back into their, inside their own 10 or giving them, a, I mean, they basically gave them a free touchdown because they started at midfield. So I, I mean, I, I, I totally yeah, disagree I with that. I disagree. I disagree with the call. I'm not giving him a pass just because in his head he was like, "We have to score here, or we have to just keep the ball away from the Eagles." Um, you know, that's a strategy. But that, I mean, first drive of the game, fourth and eight. If it was fourth and two, fourth and one, I'll hear you out. You know, I'm not. I still think I still wouldn't go for it. But fourth and eight. I mean, I was like, "What is he doing?" And then that play was terrible. Um, but I think Dable's. A, I think Dable's a great coach. Um, and I got a question for you guys. What do you? I mean, what do you do with Saquon now? Because I think I, I'm a firm believer in not bringing him back. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but this team is not talented enough to bring back a running back for what he's going to want. And I know he said he's not trying to reset the market, but if you look at teams that win the Super Bowl, they don't pay their running back over ten million dollars. And Saquon's not going to take eight million dollars. He's not. It, it's just it, it sucks to say that. We shouldn't bring him back, but there are more. This team is not good enough to spend that type of money on a running back. It, it, it's we're not the Bills. We're not, and even honestly, the Bills are a bad example right now. But we're not. We weren't like the Niners where they could bring in a Christian McCaffrey because they're talented enough at every other position where you know they they can afford to bring in Christian McCaffrey midseason. The Giants aren't a team that can spend that much on a running back with the amount of holes that they have on their team. You need to take that money that you would put into Saquon and invest it in your offensive line and then take late round running backs. And hopefully you have the running game in that kind of way where your O-line is dominant and you have running backs that are good. Like like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a perfect example. They didn't invest a lot of money into running backs, but they spent a first round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. What happens? Yeah. Edwards-Alaire is never healthy. He's not very good when he plays. They pick Isaiah Pacheco, who I think was a seventh round pick. And he, he's, been, he's been amazing for them. And even Jarek McKinnon, who, who has been incredible for the Chiefs, especially in the postseason the past couple of years. He's a former college quarterback. Mahomes trusts him as a pass blocker, as a runner, as a receiver out of the backfield. Like the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs are kind of the example where you invest into your offensive line. And they're an example of the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it because they did invest a first-round pick into Edwards Alaire, but they also invested late round picks into running backs. And and I think that's and you can see that's the formula that formula that worked. They invested into their O line. They got Joe Tooney. They got Creed Humphrey. They got Trey Smith. They got Orlando Brown Jr. Uh they, they have all these guys that are that are that are good players on the offensive line. And it's really helped their their run game. And then they find find a gem of running back in Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. And now he's their starter. So I think that's the route the Giants need to go. Invest more into the receivers, invest more into the O line, invest more into the secondary. And there's a lot of areas that the Giants need to improve, and I don't think bringing back Saquon is is it's a short sighted decision yeah. if they do it. I think I think you can find very similar production for a lot less money. Absolutely. than you're going to spend on Saquon. I mean, you can get a mid round, even late round running back who, in the right system with the right offensive line, with the right you know scheme 
can really just shine, even though he's probably less talented or less physically gifted than Saquon. So I think this is a no-brainer for the Giants. If you're going to bring back Jones, you bring back Jones for what he for you know. I mean, they're going to there's going to be negotiations because his agent has claimed we talked about we talked about this um, on a podcast that's not going to air, but we um, we talked about you know what are you going to give Daniel Jones? And it's it's a complicated situation now because he. He showed out and he played really well against the Vikings. You're like, I haven't seen this kind of guy before. Maybe he's a winner in the playoffs. Maybe he can bring this franchise to a Super Bowl. Maybe he can win a Super Bowl for, Super Bowl for us. So it's like, it's a tough decision. But I think if you're going to sign Daniel Jones, there's absolutely, I mean, I would let Saquon walk either way, Saquon walk either way. But um, you kind of, you kind of have to resign Jones because we're in a position in the quarterback market where there's not enough good. To say no to a guy that especially is after good. a playoff you know game I, where he goes for three hundred yards in a very big win, um, for the Giants, we haven't won about. a playoff game in ten years before that. I think that alone he deserves to come back. And would you rather have if he if he if he comes and asks for fifty million, then I'm not going to resign him. But if, if he asks for thirty five, if he if he asks for thirty five, it's like you don't want to pay him that, but you have oh, to. Yeah, like you, you can't yeah, say I'll no. Pay him that much. Would you rather have Derek Carr over Daniel Jones? Uh, let's say Derek Carr gets a little more, more money, like $5 million. Right now, honestly, probably not. With Dable and Jones, they have that connection already. I don't think they should switch it up. I don't see the point. That, I, I don't I, see the point. I, I've seen a lot of discussion about that, and I'm just, just like – keep what they got. They got some I think, Derek, I, think Derek, I think Derek Carr is a solid quarterback, but, I mean, you need weapons around him. He's not a playmate. He's not, like, a guy that can carry a week. I was going to say this earlier. So, and, and, he's, and he's not – and I, I think he's not, you know, that much better. I think he's better than Jones. I don't think he's that much better where it's, it's like you're going to – you have this year under your belt already. So now you re, re, re kind of, like, rejigger the, the offense, you know, get some weapons in the draft, and, and, and give it a hack with, with Jones again. I think I think you're in a position where you have no choice. Outside of, uh, I think you have to run it back with Jones. Yeah, they have to. I think I think you you have to run it back with Jones because, first of all, bringing in cars it's it's a sideways move. It's not. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you worse. It's a sideways move. Base of the team that they already had. I feel like they need to keep Jones just because of what they did this season with Dable and Jones first year with that quarterback and head coach duo. They need to keep them together. And I, I think Jones is good enough to 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 be a, a winning quarterback. It's just about putting the right pieces around him, and that's why I feel like there's a certain point where you have to say no. But thirty million a year, I mean, you you have to take it. Yeah. And there's he's there's not enough good options cheaper than that where you can say I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not. And gonna I think do the Giants' number one move the that they need to make this offseason is getting a target for Daniel Jones. I don't care if it's trading for D Hop, trading for somebody. They need to make that blockbuster trader signing this offseason to get somebody that Jones can actually rely on on a 50 50 ball or something. Yeah, I mean, Slayton, I mean, these, these guys were garbage. You can't be throwing it to Slayton like, actually as his garbage. That's ridiculous. The problem with this offseason, it's it's not a great offseason for receivers. Hey, and I know D Hop's on the market. Maybe. Like, D Hop wants to get traded. You, I think you, the Giants should go after that. The hope is that my only concern with that is like, is it worth it to trade for D Hop? A third round or, pick. 
Yeah, but you got to think about the, the the contract too. Wow. It's like there's another. I, I'm right, he's the second highest paid. To. They're desperate. I do too, but at what point is it like he's 31, going to be 32 next year? Yeah, it is risky, it, it, but I feel it, like if you're the awful. Giants, you have to do something like that. I would, I would try so hard, so incredibly hard, to trade for uh, DJ Moore <clears> with Panthers, nice. to trade for T Higgins from the Bengals, to trade for Brandon Ayuk from the Niners. It's, it's unlikely. The fuck would but you if those to, to, to yeah, if what would the Giants would have to give up a left if, nut if, for that? Yeah, well, I, think about what the think about what the um the the Titans got for for AJ Brown. They got a mid first. I, I mean, the Giants have the twenty fifth pick. It, okay, that's great. that and a fourth no, for I mean, Higgins. I think, I think the Bengals are going to run into cap problems at some point, and at, at some point it's going to be like you can't resign if you're going to pick a receiver. If you're the Bengals, it's going to be Chase. And let's be honest, T Higgins is a yeah, wide receiver one, he's but he's not better, he's not better than he Chase. So T Higgins isn't going to take wide receiver two money to stay with the Bengals. He's going to want wide receiver one money. And I think that would be an op- option where the Bengals say, Hey, we know we can't resign him. So let's trade him and try to get value for him. And I think the, the Giants, Giants have plenty team. of cap space for that to happen as well. Uh, they, they do. And, and you, you would hope that they try to move off the Leonard Williams contract and to try to move cut. off the Kenny. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd hope that they try to get off some of their big contracts that haven't been great. Leonard Williams is a good player, but I don't think he's worth worth what they're paying him. And I don't know who would be willing to take on the Kenny Galladay contract, but I I would think that there would be a team that if we said take Kenny Galladay and we'll give you a a fourth round pick and you just give us like a a a, a fourth, we'll we'll swap fourths and you take Kenny Galladay. If they said that to a rebuilding team that needed a receiver. Like maybe the Texans, like what's the Texans have on, uh, so much cap space? It's like they can take on Kenny Galladay for two years, and so I hope that they can find a way to move off the Galladay contract and and try to uh, restructure Leonard Williams' contract maybe, and just try to make things work within the cap to find some weapons other than you know. I mean, just get, I, just I, get I some receivers that can catch the ball. I think that's an easy first step. That easy. That's literally all they need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys, I like, I, the guys that are running out there are like, I just don't know how they're in the NFL. Like, like it's the amount of drops. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, I think I think we could actually have a really good receiving core next year. Uh, with Sterling Shepard coming back as a good slot guy. Wondell Robinson. Richie James won't Shepard be a starter. He'll be like the third slot option. Wondell Robinson. Um, Wondell Robinson will be back. Shepard Hodgins, they should bring back. I would bring him back. He has a good connection with Jones. It's like slot guy. It's not going to be, it's not going to be too expensive. Yeah, um, and if not, I mean, there's Wandale and Richie James. And Richie James didn't have a great game against the Eagles, but he's been solid all year long. Slayton, I would bring back, but I, I mean, as like a wide receiver five or six, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to see significant playing time or anything. But uh, I, I would bring him back. But I, I'd hope that they let Barkley go. Draft a running back in like this in like the fifth round, fourth round, sixth round, something like that. And, and this isn't a great receiver class, to be honest. But I like that, Addison. Th- th- there's a there's a lot of uh, positions they need to. I, I mean, linebacker is a problem. Yes. Uh, t- tight end is not. Uh, Bellinger's good, but I don't think he's a tight end one. Give him another year. I mean, think about that. If he plays the same, I'd say no. Yeah. Think about that Saquon pick. Now that was the number two pick. Who do they pass up on? In a oh yeah, it's a bad pick. In a passed up on in a draft on, on with Josh Allen, Josh Allen, 
I mean, Quentin Nelson, Denzel Ward. Per- personally, personally, I would never draft a running back that high. I just don't You're think they influence the team, the team, the team enough. And I think the hype around him and like, uh, you know, how, how strong he was. Look at the, look at the, look at his quads. It's like, um, I think it it was a, it's a bad pick. I think never take taking a running back that high is just not going to be worth it in the long run. And and you see it with Saquon. He couldn't really stay on the field. He was good. He was really good this year. Yeah, I mean, he obviously has talent, and he can perform at the NFL level. But it's just not when you need a quarterback that can change the game, like Joe Burrow did against the Buffalo Bills. So we're gonna move on to that game. Yeah. Uh, Bengals dominating the Bills in front of their home crowd in the snow with Demar Hamlin's body double in attendance. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, um, you know. Just like such an impressive win by the Bengals. Um, I want to take a moment to just, I want to take a moment to just um, kind of rave about Joe Burrow for a second. Because uh, he, he deserves it. He's, Not the perfect like, what a dog. He's the perfect man. The persona of him is just like, his aura is, is incredible. It's like he, he oozes confidence. And he, in my opinion, and I'm going to try to make this not sound ridiculous, but he's the best, like, true quarterback in the league like what a quarterback is supposed to Mahomes is a better player and I would take Mahomes but if you're just talking about the fundamentals of quarterbacking and 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 being a true quarterback what 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 like what a quarterback is supposed to be not all the ungodly uh superhuman things that Mahomes and Allen can do but just the best quarterback I mean it's got to be it's got to be Joe Burrow the the way he he gets the ball out with such precision I mean it, it it even with a bad O line, like he's getting the ball out quick, he it's it's precise decisions, quick decisions, and and not all, not only that, but he can create out of structure too. He's not just a pocket passer; he can make plays. He can use his legs. He's an unbelievable player. And right now, it's it's hard to say that it's hard to say that he's not like a, a high level elite elite quarterback. Yeah, he's on that level. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I think I mean that this is what a number one pick is supposed to do to a franchise. He has completely yeah. turned yeah. the entire franchise around. One. This is back to back AFC uh, title game appearances. Um, just he is he to me he's the perfect franchise quarterback. He doesn't never throws any of his players under the bus. Even how how bad that old line's been in his first couple years, never threw them under the bus. Always takes responsibility for when he messes up. I mean, he's a respectful guy. He's confident, but he's not yeah, nauseously. He's cool, like, Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. I don't like Aaron Rodgers because he's a fucking, you know, egotistical douche. But Joe Burrow is confident, and it's like refreshingly confident, and then he backs it up on the field. So it's like, yeah. I mean, you can't I, 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 you can't hate this guy. And he's got the face. And, because, you know what I mean? He's got that celebrity face. He's gonna yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He sells. Exactly. I mean, if we were, if we were recording – uh, with cameras, you'd see Cole with the Joe Burr shades. Yes, I mean, I do. Yeah, I do have the. <clears throat> so, but I do, I do have the shades on, and he, you know, you know what he is? he he's the modern day Joe Montana. That that's what he is to me. Like Joe Cool, he he's that guy. He's he's a great player, and he, the way he, I mean, I, I'm just in awe when I watch him. It's like it's so everything is it's it's like it's exactly what you want a franchise quarterback to be. He's the perfect franchise quarterback. He, uh, yeah, he's so well spoken. He's so likable. He's a great leader. He plays. He plays the position like 
exactly how a coach would want you to play. Like that's that's exactly how a coach want. Like Mahomes is incredible, but a coach doesn't want to see their quarterback like making all these insane. Like a coach wants their quarterback to play like Joe Burrow. That's what they envision in their heads. When you get a guy like Mahomes that can do all the superhuman stuff and Josh Allen, you know, like that's that's just different. But Joe Burrow, I like to me. I don't know if you guys agree. Would you guys agree? Like he's the best. Like pure true quarterback in the league. What do you consider a pure true quarterback here? No, I. Well, I I agree, I agree, but I I mean I take Mahomes as yeah. a quarterback because he he picks up these touchdowns with his legs that I don't really see from Burrow. So I mean, in that aspect, he's just an entirely different. You threat could argue that he's better than Josh Allen. Well, like, I'm just I'm just I'm just speaking from perspective of like reading a defense, timing, like a true, accuracy, a true pocket passer, a true like all passer. the funda- all the all the all the all the fundamentals of playing quarterback. Like that's Joe Burrow is yeah. the best in the league at that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like all, all the superhuman plays and creating out of pocket. Like and Mahomes, I'm not saying Mahomes is bad at this. I like the traditional quarterback stuff. Mahomes is fucking like, ass, bro. If if you just look at the at the uh, like traditional like timing, accuracy, decision making, reading a defense, uh, anticipation. Th- I mean, it's hard to say that Joe Burrow is not the best at all those things. Like the subtle movements in the pocket. The uh, it's it's unbelievable. He hits the top of his of his drop and the ball's out. It, it's unbelievable. And running and, and, out of the pocket when it's too you know, like um, he's just so he's so calm even when he's playing. Even with that offensive line that uh, is awful for him, he still knows how to stay in that yeah. pocket for as long as possible. I mean, yeah, the Bengals go in with their offensive line absolutely like beat up. Yeah, exactly. And they just handle they handle the Bills, and we'll we'll, we'll switch to the Bills now. Because this is now the third straight year with this core of like Allen and Diggs, uh, McDermott as a coach, where they've just they have a talented team. They get a lot of hype. They're gonna oh, this is the year. This is going to the Super Bowl, and they just come up short in the playoffs. And me and Cole were texting about this, and it's just uh, they're really missing Brian Dable. That oh, offense God. looks unimaginative. There's no creativity. They rely way too much on the pure talent of people like Allen and Diggs to just make these, crazy, I, I wanna, make these crazy plays. I want to hit on this for a second because Josh Allen has been labeled as this turnover machine. And I just think that is the most ridiculous thing. First of all, this offense, it, it, it's a poorly designed offense. And I don't know, when we watch the Bills, I, I want everyone to remember back to week one when the Bills beat the Rams 31-10. to 10. And and when you looked at that Bills offense, where it was quick pass game, it was it didn't feel like they were just running. Like when the Bills run the ball now, it's like oh, we just threw five passes, so now we're gonna run. It feels there's no real like plan. It's just like oh, now's a good time for a run, so we'll hand it off. There's no like continuity. There's no real plan. It's just how many plays can Josh Allen make to win us yeah, a game? How many ridiculous? How many ridiculous like? Like mind-blowing throws down the field, can Josh Allen make? We just, you know, (laughs) and I'm sorry, but but against a good secondary, Gabe Davis is useless because Gabe Davis is a is a deep threat receiver, and as soon as as soon as a a defense knows not to let Gabe Davis get over the top, and you have safeties that are good enough to not let Gabe Davis get over the top, like the Bengals, and Gabe Davis did fucking nothing against the Bengals downfield. It's like. Gabe Davis becomes useless. They don't use Isaiah McKenzie how he's supposed to be used. And then all you have to guard is Diggs. So there's there and by the way, the Bills got dominated in the trenches. That O line got wrecked by yeah. Cincinnati's defensive line. Honestly, 
the, the as much as we talk about how bad the Bengals' offensive line is, they dominated the Bills' defensive yeah, line. And and I, and all I hear is that Leslie Frazier is this great defensive coordinator, and the Bills' defense, the Bills' defense, the Bills' defense are so good. They looked so bad without Von Miller. I've Miller's. said all year. I've said all year the Bills' defense. It gave me concerns. Like throughout the year, nothing they did like really impressed me. I said this in the playoffs. This is why I had the Bengals and the Chiefs over them is because their defense just didn't inspire any confidence in me that they would be able to stop these high-powered offenses. And you saw and it. And you their saw secondary it. looked. Their secondary looked lost. Their line. Uh, I, the only good player in that defense uh, on on Sunday was was um, or on when did they play Saturday? So I don't even know. Saturday. Uh, One of those days. Uh, the the only good player was Matt Milano. <laughs> Every everyone else, everyone else was bad. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds. Well, I don't know what happened to him. He looked like he was moving in 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 uh, in a what, what's it called quicksand. I, I mean, he was so slow. He 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 couldn't beat uh Joe Mixon to the edge. He couldn't shed a block. It was unbelievable. And I, I get like there's snow and everything, but both teams are playing with that. Yeah. And Cincinnati's defense looked so. And good. if anything, and, and, if anything, that's an advantage for the Bills. I mean, they played in this kind of weather all the time. Yeah. And by the way, I, uh, J- Josh Allen didn't have his best game, but I, I just want people to remember the guy is dealing with a UCL injury in his elbow. And I don't know if people know how painful that is to like not only to throw, but to grip the football with the UCL injury. I mean, that's the ligament that runs on the inside of your elbow. That is painful when you grip a football. And And if you watch him play ever since that injury happened, his arm strength is not the same. Hit, and he got hit in the elbow early in that game, and he didn't look the same after that. I mean, his throws were dying, and I, I don't want to say he. I, I'm not again. I'm not trying to make an excuse or anything. He didn't play his best game, but I mean, Cincinnati's defense dominated them. They looked really good, and I think the Chiefs should be worried. The Chiefs should be worried. Oh yeah, big time. We'll move to the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Not a whole lot to talk about in this game. I mean, the Jaguars showed up. Applaud to them. They played well. Um, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I, I thought they were, they played a I thought they played a pathetic game. I, I, I think the <laughs> score was closer. I, honestly, I think the score was closer than the game was. I mean, I thought they were dominated the whole game. Chad Henney uh, was picking them apart. Uh, uh, it was unacceptable to me. Uh, how do you? The D line did nothing. Their 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 secondary looked lost. Their linebackers were bad. Uh, the the Chiefs. If Mahomes wasn't hurt, the Chiefs would have hung forty on them. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, the defense, they looked well, yeah. the defense was not was not. Great. They looked but bad. I, it's, it's, I I think I, I thought it was an unimpressive performance and it looked bad. I don't I don't I thought it was a bad way with that drive with Chad Henney. I feel like he absolutely like if you're the Jacksonville defense, you need to dominate right there. You gotta get the ball back and score. But they did the complete opposite and they allowed Chad Henney to drive what was it? How long was his drive? It was at least seventy yards, I think. It was it was it was a ninety nine yard 99? drive. I knew it was one. something really long. Yep. So yeah, he went it was, an, it, was an, it was like a 97, 98 yard. I mean, what are you supposed to do against the Chad Henny Magic? I mean, a bit Michigan guy, Michigan guy. Just want to point that out. <laughs> Chad Henny, fucking super. Thirty-seven years old, but, um, Michigan. Let's talk about the big story. Uh, Mahomes is it's a high a high ankle sprain, I think. <clears throat> um, is it, this is going to limit him in the championship game? I don't think he practiced. You think, think so? Yeah. I don't think he practiced. I don't think he practiced yesterday. I don't know about today, um, okay. but I mean, the, the Bengals are, are favored. So, I mean, that tells you a lot of what it you should need to be. know. There's concern over uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. How big of a factor do you think? I mean, obviously, he can move out of the pocket. This is going to limit his, 
you know, explosive runs, his ability to escape. So how much do you think that's going to affect the, the offense for the Chiefs if he's stuck in the so, pocket? The only, the only reason why I don't think this is as big of a deal as it would have been a year ago or earlier in his career is because this year he became an elite yes. pocket passer. And it sounds crazy to say, but in years before, he wasn't an elite pocket. He was, he was very good, almost great in the pocket. But he is, this year he proved he is an elite pocket passer. And I think if he's good enough and the, and the, and the, it's going to be very important how the how the uh, Chiefs' offensive line plays and how they protect him, because if he if they give him time to throw, and if he's able to hit subtle movements in the pocket and not have to be as mobile, then I think the Chiefs have a very good chance to win, and I think they'll need to lean on their run game a little bit more. So I'd like to see Pacheco get close to twenty carries and or or them run the ball more, because I don't think it's going to be I don't think Kelsey's going to have as as easy in a game. Because Logan Wilson's very good in coverage. Jermaine Pratt's very good in coverage. All their safeties are very good in coverage. I mean, this is a good linebacker and safety coverage team. And I don't think it's going to be as easy for Travis Kelsey to just get open at will like he was on, on Jacksonville. I don't think he's going to have 14 catches in this game, you know? Yeah. He's, he might only have five. And are the Chiefs' weapons outside of Kelsey good enough to make up for that? It'll be a challenge for them. And lo- looking at the, the 3-0 and against Mahomes with Burrow, I was so just about to say, <clears throat> I mean, the Bengals kind of own the Chiefs. I mean, this is like, you know, I like the Bengals. This is kind of becoming, this is becoming a pattern now that they just kind of, they beat the Chiefs. And I was really impressed by the Bengals, and I think they're playing their best football at the right time of the year. That was a great game that they played against Buffalo. Uh, it just really was, and it's hard for me to say that the Chiefs are gonna. It, I don't want to bet against Mahomes, but it's like. It's hard to look at this game and say that the Bengals don't win. Yeah, I, I just don't think Zach Taylor... Especially if Mahomes isn't 100%. I don't think Zach Taylor gets a lot of the credit he should. I mean, for for how, you know, how this team has performed the last couple of years in the playoffs. I mean, I think it, it, the playoffs separate a, a a really great coach from a good coach. That's the same thing with, with a player. I mean, this is like the big stage. And I think Zach Taylor is just kind of flown under the radar as a head coach, was Zach uh, in general, since Burrow was drafted, Zach Taylor was hired in 2019, so he was there the year before. Yeah, the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he was like, I think he was like, he had like seven wins in his first two years, and Bengals fans wanted him fired. And then, mm-hmm. well, who was their um, quarterback? Did they still have Dalton back then? I think yeah, it was well, Dalton exactly. the year before that. Uh, and then uh, it's the red rocket bro uh, i mean come on i I guess don't sleep on the red rocket but yeah zach taylor has improved as a coach too um i i thought he i thought early in the year he wasn't great but i think down the stretch he's been very good and i just want to point out i want to kind of give some more flowers to joe burrow the bengals had five career postseason or five total uh postseason wins in franchise history Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow's now five and one as a playoff quarterback. Yeah, so he is—he's already—he's the franchise leader in in uh, wins for uh, for quarterbacks, and already like that's—it's ins- honestly insane. He—he's completely changed that franchise. Yeah, he's and just, I think. He, I mean, it's hard not to root for Joe Burrow. I think he's the most likable as an in NFL. I think <laughs> as an objective fan, be. as <laughs> an objective fan, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I just, you know, 
I I love Joe Burrow as a person. Like he just seems like such. I don't I don't I don't know him personally. I've never hang out with him or anything. But I mean, everything I've seen, everything I've heard, he seems like a great stand up guy. Uh, The video with him doing the Pledge of Allegiance with his mom is the funniest. It's so funny because he just doesn't want to be there (laughs) at all. Yeah, (laughs) it's like. Um, but we will move on to the final divisional game, which was on Sunday afternoon, the 49ers and the boys who take another bow out in the divisional round. Um, we'll start with the the Cowboys. Um, they just didn't look. I want to. They just didn't can look. I, can I hit on something real quick? Yeah. Um, I actually want to start with the Niners, and I know you just said I don't want to be rude. Let's start with the Niners. I want to start with the Niners because the most underrated story that no one's talking about from this game, the Niners' offense looked bad. They did not look good. If Dak Prescott did not turn the ball over two times, they lose. They lose that game. I mean, Dak missed a wide-open touchdown to T.Y. Hilton. I I mean, he was walking in with, with, uh, with ease. And he just did. He threw the ball into double coverage, and it was batted down. Uh, Dak, Dak is, and I like Dak. And I, I, I know I'm a Giants fan, but I, as a quarterback, I think Dak's a good player. He played awful. There, there, that are, there are times. Awful. There are times when he when he looks like a good quarterback, and there are times when he just doesn't. This it's like he was very. Off. I, it's He's, the first pick wasn't totally on him. It, I mean, he probably shouldn't have thrown it, but Gallup also just didn't come back to the ball. For he was running a comeback, or, or he was running a curl or comeback, one of the two, and he just didn't come back to the ball. Like he just he kept drifting upfield. I don't know why, and it's still probably incomplete if he comes back to the ball. But the the second pick was awful. He, I mean, he almost threw multiple picks, multiple picks. It was just a. And the, the Niners' defense played very well, and I want to give them credit too because yeah. it wasn't just all bad offense. But I mean, I, it, the I just the I just, Cowboys just it just their offense looked so bad. I just but I, the most underrated story that no one's talking about is that the Niners' offense looked bad, and I don't I don't know that I I don't think they go into Philadelphia and and beat the Eagles with that well, here, kind of Here's, here's the problem with the Brock Purdy story. Obviously, it's a fantastic story. I mean, this guy was the last pick in the Zero. draft. He's undefeated. He's undefeated uh, in his career starting. Um, now, and now he's, in a, now he's in an NFC championship game. But he's not going to win you the game. He is the definition of a passenger. He looks comfortable. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Although there are a few moments there where you could see the rookie creeping in. Um, but people forget he's a rookie. He's played seven games in the NFL. I agree with Cole. I don't think there's a chance in hell they go into Philadelphia, one of the most you know raucous crowd home crowds you can have in the NFL, and win that game against the Eagles, who just look really fucking good. Oh, I I I love the story. I think the Niners have a great defense. I think Shanahan's a terrific, terrific coach, and they have weapons. I just don't see this guy leading a team. I, I, the Cowboys have a good defense, but the Eagles' defense is 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 better, I think. Or you know, it's 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 a very good defense. So I just I just don't see. I agree with Cole. I don't see it happening. I don't know how you feel about that, LT. I don't see. So I I don't usually guarantee things a lot, but when you see the Eagles, especially coming off a win, how dominant they did last week, they have the home field advantage again this week. Um, 
I'm not going to say it's impossible for the 49ers to win this game, but it's no, not impossible. No, but they're going to have to play a perfect football game and the Eagles are going to have to make mistakes. So everyone's got to show up. It's going to be a really interesting game. I just want to point out that Brock Purdy has now started seven games and the one time he played a good defense, he looked bad. The one time he played a good defense, he looked bad. Yeah. The other games, Tampa's defense, he looked good. Wasn't, again, not asked to do much. He looked good. That's a bad defense. Then he play, he's played Seattle's defense twice. And the second time, honestly, his numbers look great, but he didn't play great. Uh, week 18 versus Arizona. That's a bad defense, and the Niners are going to eat on bad defenses. The Rams, that's another defense that wasn't good this year, and he threw a pick. Uh, week 16, Washington. An all right defense, he threw a pick. Yeah. Seattle in, in week 15, again, a, a not great defense, and he looked he looked pretty good. But the one time he's played a real a real defense, Dallas, he looked bad. He looked bad. There's no way around it. I, and I, I think I don't know that he's able to go into Philadelphia against that defense who's better than Dallas. Yeah. And 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 he's not gonna dominate. It's not gonna they the, the not, Niners. Not there to, have to I mean, there, there's game. there is there's not a situation. On this planet, where this guy wins you a football game, he is no. a passenger. I mean, yeah, you, he's not there. He's, he's coming. He's coming to the perfect situation with with the with the fantastic defense, the great coaching, the weapons on offense. I mean, fucking McCaffrey, Kittle, and and Tebow Samuel. I mean, this team's and Ayuk might be Ayuk might be the most underrated receiver yeah. in football. Yep. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, this team is stacked. And, I I just don't. I mean, there's there was a play there, there, there was a play on third down uh, and. There was nothing there. All he had to do was throw it away. And so they were in field goal range. And he's like scrambling around. Nobody's open. I mean, they're screaming at him. The, the commentators are like screaming at him. They got He's got to throw the ball away. And it's just those kind of moments where he's like, you still remember he's only played seven games. He's played seven games. There's going to be a mistake in there. there. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. So I, I think going into the Eagles, going into the, the Eagle, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be extremely difficult for him. Um, he's not going to be able to. He's not going to be able to get away with the mistakes he's been making against Derek, against that secondary, against those linebackers, against that D line. Yeah, uh, wh- where's the weakness on on Philadelphia's defense? You could argue it's their safeties, but even that, that's their weakness, and they're still good. I, that defense is really, really good. Well, like, is- and and the way and the Niners, the Niners are not going to be able to run the ball over the Eagles. They're not going to be able to throw the ball over the Eagles. They're it's going to be a tough, tough game. A tough, yeah. tough, and and maybe the Niners' defense can step up. And AJ Brown is questionable. And I think if if he's out, that's huge for the Niners. Well, here's another. But if thing. he's in, if he's in, the Niners are in for some trouble, man. Here's another thing. I Hurts looked good against the Giants. I mean, but they didn't. He didn't really have to test his shoulder at all. He didn't really have to have to have to test that shoulder. So, I mean, I think he's probably good to go. And they're 14 and one with Jalen hurts this season or 15 and one. Now this season with Jalen hurts. So, um, it's hard it's for me be... to see a path. It's exactly, hard for me to see exactly. a path to victory. I think the worst for the Niners, the not the worst part of the, the Philly team, I think is the run defense, even though it's still pretty good. So if they're going to win, that is going to be, I mean, McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are going to have to have a game that, that's going to be remembered for a long time if they're if they're going to have a chance. I think that's just my viewpoint. I think the I think the I think the Eagles' run defense being being like a vulnerable spot. Not that it's like 
I don't, I don't think it's a vulnerable spot. I just think it's probably the, the weakest just, part of the team. And, and it probably is, but even that, is, it's a little overblown because if you th- if you think about it, it's like they got into these big leads so often yeah, that yeah. Th- their defense, they, they literally just put out their pass defense the whole second half. So whenever a team would run, it'd be like, okay, they, they ran the ball more effectively, and it made their numbers look worse on run defense. But I think in a close game, their run defense is 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 like top five in the league. Yeah, the Eagles, I, I just don't think. The, um, I just go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Delty. You're saying the Eagles have a top five defense or run defense? I think in a close game, I, I, I it's just hard for me to imagine that. It, it's like when I look at the Eagles' defense, it's like what unit is going to fail them? What unit has failed them all year? No, yeah, I guess you can't it, really argue. Yeah, you're that's fair enough, but. It's the, the Niners there have been multiple has to be with the run. And that's what's so good yeah, about the San Francisco sure. offense is that they don't need somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen to throw bombs down the field. They can throw yeah. these little five yard passes. They can throw these screen plays. They can hand it off to Debo Samuel. Yeah, yeah they have Kyle Ju- I mean Kyle Zusek. Yeah, they have he's got to carry, you know what I'm saying? Offense that <laughs> they can almost <laughs> trick the Phillies uh in this next game. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I think it's definitely possible that they can surprise the hell out of a lot of people and come out with the win. Uh, it, it absolutely could happen, but it, it's really it's really challenging for me to see. I Like, where's the weakness on the Eagles? Like, exactly. I don't see one. Exactly. There's, there's weaknesses such, on the Niners. There's such there a, are weak. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. P- people don't want to admit this, but the Niners have two glaring weaknesses. Their interior defense, uh, their interior offensive line is not great. They're very vulnerable, and the Cowboys showed that. And they give up big plays. They yeah. give up a lot of big plays. I mean, DK, DK had multiple big plays. Uh, even even last game, CD Lamb got open for a couple big plays. Fred Warner saved them from a huge. I mean, Fred Warner made one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen a linebacker make. He was line. He the, the Niners love to put their linebackers right up in the line of scrimmage to show blitz and then drop them back into coverage. CD Lamb was running. CD Lamb was running like a like a seam route. And Fred Warner off the snap just broke from the line of scrimmage and carried CeeDee Lamb up the seat. It was one of the most incredible plays I've seen a linebacker linebacker. make. I believe he got all pro this year. So definitely. He he did. And he he's the best linebacker in the league. And Dre Greenlaw is also Dre Greenlaw is one of the best linebackers in the league too. And he gets overshadowed because he plays for with Warner and in that great defense. But their linebackers are insane. For for a team that went fourteen and three and and you know, probably would have beat the brakes off the Saints if Gardner Minshew wasn't playing. Um, they just, I, they don't get talked enough. They don't get talked about enough as this juggernaut. I think they're they're yeah. such a complete team. I mean, they're great coached by uh, Sirianni. I, it's just they're a jugger, <laughs> juggernaut, and they'd be my favorite. I think they'd be my favorite to uh, win this, win the whole thing. When right we're now. talking about this team, when we're talking about this team. We should really view them. They're a fourteen and one team. Yeah, the, I, I, they're a fourteen. They lost one game this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're not the team that's playing with Jalen Hurts. And that was they're the and, team that's playing yeah. with. I mean, they're the team that's playing with Jalen Hurts, not Gardner Minshew. And that was like, against, th- this team is really fucking good. That was against the Commanders too, who you know they you know time of possession. That's that's a huge thing, and they they worked that to yeah. their advantage. But that's not like it was a close game. It wasn't like they got blown out or anything. I mean, this team is really fucking good. Um, and I it think it pains me to say as a Giants fan, and I'm not gonna pick them in the game because I I refuse. I mean, um, this this team, but is, like, 
I mean, if, man, if they, it's if, hard not to. If they finish the, the job here, this this team is so much better, so much better than the team that actually won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I oh, think miles, leaps and miles. bounds. Leaps and bounds. I, th- I think this team would beat this, this Eagles team. I think they'd beat the Rams last year. I think they'd beat... The the who, who the, I think they beat the Bucks here before Bucks, that. Yeah. I think they'd beat the Chiefs here before that. I, it's hard for me to see like they, they might be the best team in the past. They're like really long. like they are a really fucking you gotta good wait team. They are really. I, I agree, but have, I, it's hard for me to win, see. But like talent wise and, and like if, yeah, like if they lose this game, then just overall. Like like genuinely, what is what is the weakness on that? I I like there's no position group where I'm like it's not good. Yeah, everything is good. Yeah, there's, I, there's not one position. Just show up it's, and get it's incredible. Outplayed, though it's not like the Niners have oh, absolutely. I mean, anyone can get the outplayed. Are any any Sunday, you know. But the Niners are a legitimate team, and I think they definitely. Oh, win. for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I I give the Niners a chance to win, but I, I it's just for me, it's like on paper the Eagles should, should win yeah, this game easily. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they should win a handle. Maybe not easily. Maybe not easily. But I, like, hand, I think handling it's, it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about dream Super Bowls now with only four teams left. I want Eagles Bengals. Um. What about you guys? I I would I want I, I want Niners and I'll Super go Chiefs. Bowl. I'll go Chiefs because uh, you guys said. The Bengals. Well, I really don't care the AFC. I really don't care. But I will be rooting for whoever comes out of the AFC. See Joe Burrow versus Brock Purdy. I feel like that would be an amazing matchup. <laughs> it's a win-win. Whoever wins, you're going to be happy. Imagine, <laughs> imagine all this talk about Brock Purdy, and then he drops like 400 fucking yards and like three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. He just plays out of his mind. He's a good kid. I, dude, I hope so. I hope the Eagles get fucking destroyed by four. Oh, I, I hope. <laughs> oh man, I hope they they get their shit kicked in. <laughs> It, Shanahan's gonna have to coach his best game ever, man. Like, but that's how you know that's yeah. how legends are made. It it could happen. I mean, give, it is. Give it this is. guy, give this guy, even a top ten quarterback. I mean, come on. He's By the way, we're he's... speaking of Joe Burrow a lot. You know who the perfect Shanahan quarterback is? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. That's the yeah. perfect Shanahan quarterback. Joe that's Joe exactly Burrow, what Joe Shanahan Burrow wants. On the Niners. That team is unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. It, win, it, it would. It would. It would win the next yeah, five Super Bowls easily, easily. Like it wouldn't if even everyone, be like every, perfect world, no injuries. Everyone stays healthy. That team is running through the. That's league. a literal. It's running because it's like it's like he can do everything in the pocket that you want that Shanahan wants, but he can all if it if everything fucks up, then he can also make a play. Like it's inc- he's he's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Well, that that's about does it. I mean, if you guys have anything well, else uh, you want to bring up. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, the Bills for a second here, and I yeah, don't know how hot of a I don't know how hot of a take this is. It's but, panic um, time. I I it, it not only that it's Let's like oh next win did they? I would fire. Did they? Who did they, uh, they play? They beat the Cavs yeah. by two. Really? Wow. Cavs are a good team, man. Julius Randle, 36, 13, and 4. Ooh. I mean, this guy. Give that wow. man an all-star. Stop Give the man wow. an all-star. Stop, Stop kidding Bunsen. around. Give them both an all-star. Stop fucking around Stop and give him a fucking all-star. Unfortunately, he's no Pascal Siakam. But, <laughs> okay, you uh, fucking. This guy's a diehard Raptors fan. Anyone who's just listening to the But yeah, back the to the Bills a little bit. Back to the Bills a little bit. Um, I, I am in the boat that they should fire McDermott. Oof. 
I I and not and that's not it's not like I'm saying McDermott should never coach in the NFL again. If he got fired, I think the Colts should pick him up tomorrow. The Ravens, not the Ravens, the Cardinals. The, uh, the Cardinals should pick him up tomorrow, or the Tech, like one of the teams that needs a coach, go get McDermott because he's a great coach. But I think the best way for the Bills to have a chance to win the Super Bowl is start using their superstar quarterback like he's a superstar quarterback. And with McDermott, we've seen an offense that is so reliant Overly on Josh reliant. Allen. Yeah. It, 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 like Mahomes carries the Chiefs, don't get me wrong, but there's no quarterback in football who is asked to do more for their offense than yeah. Josh Allen. It is all about how many crazy throws can Josh Allen make and how many, how many superhuman runs can he make. And I, it, it worries me that like we're going to see an all-time talent at the quarterback position be overshadowed by Burrow and Mahomes. It's when a very really, he's a guy to that, do. Yeah, and <laughs> when really he's a guy where if, if used right, he should be in that conversation with them. Like he should be winning Super Bowls. He should be competing with Bill Mahomes Steve, and Burrow yeah. for that title it's of best quarterback. It's problem for how long? They, I mean, this title, this title window, this title window. I mean, I, I, they're, they're an old defense. It's like, oh, I agree. Just, I agree with Cole. Uh, I think Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. This is like uh, Brady, Manning, Breeze. These guys can run the league for the next ten years plus. I, I, I want to see the Bill. I don't. I don't have any hatred for the Bills. I know they're in my division as a Patriots fan. But I don't have any hatred towards the Bills. Um, I, 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 I don't know about. I don't know. Here's my thing. Here's I think my he's thing. a good this, coach. I think he's a good why. coach. But yes. like, yes. But here's why. Here's why. Uh, Sean McDermott is a defensive head coach. It I, has reached the yeah. point where his defense is not good enough to justify me keeping him over getting an offensive coach to turn this offense where you have a superstar quarterback turn this offense into the best in the league. Because with Josh Allen, you have the potential to be the best offense in football. And let's be honest, the fact that they were the second-ranked offense in football is, by the way, with a with a, a UCL injury that Josh Allen suffered halfway through the year, with pretty much their only weapon being Diggs, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's that just shows the upside that Josh Allen brings. If you paired him with, like, look look at the quarterbacks. It's it Mahomes and, and Burrow. They're both with offensive head coaches. Yeah. Mahomes hasn't had a good de- had, Mahomes had average defenses his whole career, but he has Andy Reid as, as, as his head coach. Like Josh Allen, the Bills have had top five offenses and top five defenses, and they're still not over the hump. It's because at some point their their defense isn't good enough to overcome a, a, a Mahomes offense, a, a, a Bengals offense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the offense isn't good enough to even even stay with an offense like that. I, so you're just going to get beat. I think, I think the Bills offense is good. It's just not consistently good. There are these, there are these times, there are these times where they look unstoppable. And then there are other times where yeah. they just look flat and there's no creativity. So I agree with and you. And then, and then it, and then it all gets blamed on Allen because, and, and here's, here's the thing like Joe Burrow against the Ravens. He didn't play his best game. They won because of their offense is talented around him. He didn't need to play his best game. Exactly. Josh yeah. Allen has to play his best game to win. The, the, quarterback, the only reason they beat the Dolphins, the only reason they beat the Dolphins is because fucking Skylar Thompson was that quarterback. The, the quarterback. Who shouldn't be anywhere near an NFL field. The quarterback, yeah, his name is, the dude's name is Skylar. I mean, let's be real yeah. here. 
he lost. I mean, that says enough. That says enough. That says enough. Yeah. I, I just think the quarterback position, it's, you know, it's so important. It's the most, you know, it's the most important position in sports, but people forget this isn't tennis and they, they blame everything on the quarterback. And I, I just don't think that's an appropriate or fair way to judge somebody. I mean, Burrow has, has a, you know, a good, a good defense. I mean, there's, they have to pick somebody up when, when Burrow doesn't have his best game, like Cole just mentioned against the Ravens, his defense picked him up. The, the things that need to go right, the, the talent and that needs to be around a quarterback for them to truly succeed, to win Super Bowls, to make Super Bowl appearances. It's, it's not a, he can't drag an entire team to the Super Bowl. It's not basketball with LeBron. It's not, it's not, it's not a one man show like tennis or golf. It's a team sport. And I think that while the importance of the quarterback is, you know, they're so important, he needs people around him. And and as much as we can praise Burrow for winning and stuff and being great, like that Bengals team is really really good. Yeah, like that's exactly. a really good yeah. team. And and uh, the Bills, it's like your best defensive player is first of all a linebacker, which in today's NFL is the um, least valuable position on the defense. And then your edge rusher, your best edge rusher is Von Miller, who's a th- what thirty four years old and just tore his what he did tears ACL. Like <laughs> yeah. outside of that, it's like Mike, Micah Hyde hurt his neck before the year. Jordan Poyer didn't play as well as he had in previous years. Tra- uh, Tredavious White wasn't that good. Their first round pick, Kyrie Elam, wasn't very good. Tremaine Edmonds had a, had a career year, but again, it's it, if your best spot on defense in today's NFL is your linebackers. Yeah, it's it's like it's hard for me to it's hard for me to see a future with this Bengal with like with the defense and the Bengals to justify me keeping Sean McDermott and saying, like, at what point is it like, get an offensive coach, maximize your offense, well, I like, and then have an average defense? I like the idea we were, you were talking about with Frank Reich uh, coming in as the OC. I, I, I like that a lot. I mean, I just, you saw, you see with Dan Marino, you saw with Dan Marino and the Dolphins. It doesn't matter yeah. how unbelievably talented and how good your quarterback is if the team around him is just not good enough. So I mean, yep. and I would argue that last year was the year to win for the Bills because, oh, and and honestly, it's they yeah. they they got they got unlucky that they didn't get the ball in overtime because let's be honest, whoever won that coin toss yeah. was winning the game. It's a simple fucking rule. I don't and, like and, it. and honestly, I I'm not sure that the Bengals beat the Bills that year, last year I like they did the Chiefs. I I think the, I don't know I that think they, the coin toss thing is a bit ridiculous to be honest. I, I they changed the rule too, and there hasn't been an overtime game this year. But, I know, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that, was the, 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 that game was so unbelievable. People forget like that. Oh my that, God. That, 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 that Bill's team was so good. You know? By the way, I would argue, I would argue that Allen and Mahomes played great, but I would argue Allen was the better quarterback in that game. Like he, yeah, he was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. They both were playing unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was, that was, that was the best, like, Quarterback game on both sides of the on both teams I've ever seen. Yeah, like I mean, it was like flawless yeah. play. They were just absolutely offense. fucking balling. It was unbelievable. Mahomes put the Chiefs in in field goal range in thirteen yeah, seconds. Yeah. Do you know? Like that's unreal. Yeah, it didn't even look. It didn't, like, it didn't even could, look difficult. Yeah, like, he did it know. so. Effort. Oh, he did it easily. It was two throws. He's like, <laughs> all right, like, just got to make yeah. these two uh, passes real quick. <laughs> no uh, problem. Go go kick a bucket. We're fine, yeah. you know. By the way, and, 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 and 
if you remember back, like the Bills defense on that last play was awful. And that's another reason. It's like the Bills defense has failed to make plays when they need to. And like, are you really going to keep your defensive head coach if your defense keeps failing you? It's like, I don't know. I don't know that their defense is good enough to justify keeping your defensive head coach who has failed time and time and time again. Not that he's a bad coach, but I would like to see them, you know, maybe you keep him if you can bring in a great, if you convince one of these great OCs to come into, into Buffalo. But yeah, if I'm Frank Reich, I want to be a head coach. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm Mike Kafka, I want to be a head coach. If I'm Eric Bien I want to be a head coach. I don't want to be, I don't want to be an OC. I want the head coach. Definitely be a head coach in the NFL as well. Shout out to Kathy. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that he's going to go anywhere this year. He's on, uh, maybe he's next. He's under year. contract, or he's not under contract, correct? Uh, I believe he is, oh, but the Giants can give permission for him. I, I believe the Giants can give permission to him yeah. to go meet with other teams. Um, gotcha. But you know, he'll like, definitely get ahead. It just comes to a point where if I'm if I'm the Bills, I'm like I want to maximize Josh Allen while we can. Yeah. And uh, by the way, like I know, he, I know, obviously he's not listening to this, but fucking Josh Allen, bro, like slide, please. Yeah, slide when you it. run. Slide, like he takes so many unnecessary hits. It's unbelievable. Like, he loads oh, his shoulder slide, every man. time. Yeah, he's a, he's a big guy, but I mean, these are gonna start adding it's up. Scary. Dude. There's really not a whole lot That's of how reason. How you shorten your career? Yeah. I mean, uh, fuck. Sl- <laughs> slide, slide, Josh. Josh, when you're listening to this, um, either tomorrow or Thursday, whenever, you know, you got yeah. a lot. You got a lot of time in your hands now. Um, just, just slide. Start slide. <laughs> you didn't need to rub it in. You didn't need to rub it in. Start slide. I want to lose you. I'm yeah. a Patriots fan, but I want to see this guy play. So, yeah. slide. <clears throat> I've, uh, I've been, I've been kind of working on, um. On some draft content coming oh, yeah? up soon for yeah. the boys. You know, I, I just finished my quarterback rankings today. Um, not going to do that today because we're we're going to wrap up here in the next few minutes. But Pat, I wanted to. Sexy, I want to a hit sexy on little tease. Yeah, okay. Week. I like. Look out for the, look yeah, out for yeah, the quarterback yeah. ranking. That'll be the first position we cover because I like to get it out of the way. And um, yeah, but Pat, I want to hit on Arsenal. For a minute, yeah, because the, the, the Gunners, the Gunners are gunning. The Gunners are gunning. They they have played unbelievable football, like, uh, just unbelievable these past few weeks. To to beat uh, uh, Tottenham, Man United, they, uh, their last five games, a lot of people were like, "This is where they fall off." To get thirteen points in the last five games is yeah. unreal. I listen, listen. I have not been an Arsenal fan long, right? Obviously, right. they had the, the Wegner days where they were the Invincibles. They were this superstar. I mean, they were this giant team going up against Alex Ferguson's United. That was the huge rivalry. And then <clears throat> post, you know, 2006, they kind of went off the rails, and they were always falling short. Um, Wegner left. They bring in Arteta. Arteta, people are calling for his head. People are making shirts saying, fire Arteta. Uh, front off, you know, the, the management, they, they, let, they trusted Arteta, and what he's built here <laughs> – is just, I mean, this team on paper, I don't think screams ultra talented like Man City, where they have all these top caliber superstar fucking players, international yeah. giants like De Bruyne and Holland and all these guys. Yeah, I mean, they have Saka who, who's, who's really. I, know, I, would, I would argue, I would argue that 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 two of their play, like two or three or four of their players, 
are starting to turn into that. Yeah. Like I uh, mean, uh, uh, Saka for sure. Odegaard might win player of the year in the Premier League. Um, I mean, Odegaard, I was reading an article where he started with Madrid and he was this young superstar and everyone thought he was kind of, you know, he kind of plateaued and everyone thought he was going to be one of those players that's like, this guy has super, <laughs> super high potential, but he never really did anything. So he's, he is so good. He's so People good. People forget. People forget they called him the Norwegian Messi when he was yeah. a youngster. Like yeah. he was a highly touted prospect coming up, playing for, where, where did he start I think he, I think he was with Madrid, I, I, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, might have been. Um, um, but, yeah, well, it was with. I know he was at Madrid. I don't know if he started there. But somebody though, like but, somebody um, like Ben White, way. somebody like Ben White, unbelievably consistent this entire season. Isn't yeah. isn't like a super talented, you know, renowned for his you know his ability. But I mean, the coaching Arteta has really whipped this team into shape. And I'm not gonna like throw the parade right now. We won the we won the title or whatever. Um, because you still have. I mean, I you can't. I don't think you can get comfortable with a team like Man City. We still have two games no. to play against them. Um, so that's six points up in the air. We have a game in hand right now. We're five points up, right? Um, I, I'm not going to uh, yeah. I'm not gonna premature celebration, but I mean, what a... This is the first year I'm really following the team. And I'm not like a bandwagon. I Trust me. I... I, I yeah, no. I kind of just... We, we... Yeah. Pat, Pat, like... Before the season, me and Pat had started. We never really like were huge soccer fans, really, until like the summer. Like we'd casually watch a game here and there. Mm-hmm. But I've I've always been like an Arsenal. I I don't want to say fan because it was like I just they were the team I kind of followed like loosely. Well, I, I liked, and then I fell in love with Alexis Sanchez, and that was my favorite player. Yeah. Like when he was on Arsenal before he went to United and shit his fucking career away. Um. We just we just feel bad calling ourselves like like we've become a diehard Arsenal like, fan. I don't like, I don't want to I don't want to lie and say <laughs> I don't want to lie and say oh I've been an Arsenal fan for ten years I've been an Arsenal fan yeah, since no. I was like ten, but I, it feels weird being like yeah I just started rooting for them this season oh that's really convenient that's really convenient but yeah but it's it's not like we started, <laughs> it's not like we started being like Arsenal fans like in November it's like we we've been since the summer yeah. <laughs> like diehard um, then we. But, we that, they were favorite team even before that, but like we became real true fans like this summer. Like yeah, I watch I watch every game now. Like I used to just tune into a game if I was bored on like a Sunday or something. But um, yeah, and and you know who's been two players that kind of are like our unsung heroes almost because everyone talks about Odegaard and Saka, but mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Zinchenko and Thomas Party have been mm-hmm. on. Yeah, unreal. Party's been uh, amazing. And Zinchenko recently, I mean, against Man United, I mean, oh, he had such a great. And he it, was unreal. And even and even Caddy, baby, even Caddy comes and in for Kedia, J- yeah. Even even comes in for Jesus, and he's scored two. He he's scored two, he's done a great he job. Scored a great brace against United. I mean, it's like, it's it's really the only thing. The only thing this team lacks is like a true poacher, like uh, uh and and Jesus and Caddy are great, but they're not true like. World class finishers, yeah, like Holland, like Lewandowski. That's like. O- yeah, that's the only thing we miss. And and I mean, other than that, we're in like there's no weakness to me, other than maybe our squad depth. Like it, yeah. if Odegaard got hurt, like if, I mean, yeah, exactly. If, if soccer Odegaard gets hurt, then I'm like fuck. Like, and that's why I like the addition City. of uh, <clears throat> Trossard. Yeah, yeah. City, I mean, City get, you know, Silva goes down. They have, you know, fucking Grealish off the bench or whatever it is. They have so many fucking players. Um, oh, they, they just have so many guys to fill in. Um, like, but yeah, I think, what's his name again? The guy from uh, Brighton? Broussard? 
Uh, uh, Leandro Trossard. I think. Trossard. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I like that move a lot. Uh, he's got prime experience. Uh, he, I think yeah. he's been angling to go to a big club for a while now. So. Um, yeah, and he's been he's been, he can play anywhere in the front three, and I think it's good. I think it's good competition for Martinelli because Martinelli hasn't been on his best form recently. So I think that'll yeah. kind of push him to play a little bit better. Yeah, well, um, we'll, not that he's been bad, but we'll keep yeah. updated with the the Arsenal and, and the Prem updates. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna close Absolutely. off now because it's getting a little long. Um, but we'll be back uh, next week after the uh, Championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about anything else that happens. Um, LT, we want to thank you for joining. It's not technically your first episode, but it's the first it's episode that people actually hear. So um, we're very excited for you joining. Um, oh, yeah. This episode is going to be up on Spotify very soon. Um, and we're praying for Lucas Drake's PC to make a speedy recovery. Right, so well. we can, uh, I feel like we didn't even <laughs> mention that like get, get Lucas the... wasn't going to be on this episode. I don't think we never uh, we ever said that he wasn't going to be on the episode. So he's, well, he has a as PC they, problem. As they say, so. as they say, the show must go on. Indeed. Um, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna try to our hardest to remain consistent here. I know we keep saying that, but we're really gonna lock her down here. Uh, yeah. So um, stay tuned for any new episodes, uh, and thank you so much for listening. And shout out Anchor. Shout out Anchor for sponsoring this episode. Shout out Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shameless plug. The shameless plug.